0: Welcome to the Seed Time Money Podcast.
1: We are your hosts, Bob and Linda Lottick.
0: This is a hope-filled podcast that will help you save, earn, give, grow, and actually enjoy your money. We don't hold anything back. We share everything that we've learned on our journey. Everything from being 100% broke, to paying off our house by age 31, to finding work with purpose, to giving more than we ever dreamed possible, all while having a blast on this adventure that God has led us on.
1: And if you want to achieve true financial freedom and design a life of eternal impact, this is the show for you. We are so glad you're here. Let's get to it. So, you want to know something funny?
0: We forgot to press record. We
1: just recorded the whole podcast. It
0: was great, guys. <laughs> it was so good, and you missed it.
1: I think we're going to be better the second time. So We hadn't gone into it talking about it because Bob wanted to spring it on me. And I think now that I, we've both wrapped our brains around things, we've maybe realized some things and we'll we can communicate better.
0: <laughs> we'll try a second time. That's pass what we're going to hope anyway. All right. So. So five well, you were gone i
1: was gone for about five days five
0: days linda went back I to, went st. to louis st louis with mm-hmm. our two little ones three-year-old and five-year-old yep handfuls they are oh you made it you survived barely and i had the eight-year-old <laughs> and uh and so anyway so the eight-year-old and i we worked hard we mm-hmm. had a good guy's weekend and worked really and i was really proud side note here uh great money saving tip for you this company called chip drop so basically we had let me step back so chip drop is a company that connects tree trimmers who go and cut down big trees and grind them up Mm -hmm. uh and then gardeners like me or other people who need a whole bunch of wood chips they connect us and so we can get so as a gardener i can get tons of free wood chips and this company who cuts down trees they need somewhere to dump all these wood chips and so it's a perfect kind of thing. And so this website called Chip Drop allows you to kind of connect and it's completely free. And that's great. So right. a week or so ago, they dumped 20 yards oh full of mulch on our driveway. It was
1: so if you it's don't like know how seven much feet 20, tall. yeah, it's 20 like, yards, it's like seven feet tall. And then probably what? 10, 15 feet wide,
0: uh, 15 to 20 feet wide. Um, seven yeah, feet tall It was, tall it was a point. lot. Yeah. It was a <laughs> ton of mulch, ton, of ton of well,
1: mulch. <laughs> So anyway. I look at it and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't. I just gotta get out of here. So
0: Linda left <laughs> and all then my eight-year-old and I kicked butt and got all that mulch dispersed all throughout our garden. We built a big compost pile on it.
1: So yeah. So one of your garden rewards beds. was you went to so, yeah. so we an went, estate
0: sale? Well, it wasn't really a reward. We went we went out, I took them out for burgers and ice oh. cream a couple times. But on the way home, we saw an estate sale at this big, beautiful piece of land, like right across from our subdivision. So it's probably a sure hundred been able to go. No, I wish you could have too. I mean, if nothing else, just to see his house, so this house, it's high up on oh, the hill. Yeah. It's probably on a hundred acres, like in beautiful Franklin, Tennessee. It's just mm-hmm. so gorgeous here. And, uh, and anyway, so we've, we moved into this house with three years ago or something. Yeah. And we've, we've been eyeing this piece of land because it's so beautiful. They've had a whole bunch of cows on it and it's like up on a hill. It's, just beautiful there's a little mm-hmm. pond and just a lot of gorgeousness to it
1: yeah
0: but uh anyway so I've always just thought like such a beautiful land I'd love to own that place and over the last couple of years that they haven't really been taken care of it. they stopped cutting the grass and like all the fences We're just kind of seem to apart. be like falling apart and just <sighs> anyway it was just kind of sad like watching kind of this decay happen mm-hmm. on what really is such a beautiful property yeah So anyway, they have an estate sale, go in there, and end up finding out that I think the owner died in early 2020 or something. I guess they haven't done anything since, you know, to the whole property. But, you know, we were looking around, found a few things, you know, so to really, it's a big house, but it's super dated, uh, probably built in the early 80s or something, I would guess. It doesn't seem like most of it just wasn't updated at all. And, um, you know, they had this really beautiful, big room off the back Mm -hmm. that... You know, like we we loved to entertain and have parties at our house, and it was like perfect. It was this big, huge room with glass like on three sides Ooh. and a big old fireplace, and just would have been perfect for a Christmas. Let's go party. buy that house, man. Uh, See well, if it's up for sale. The house needs a lot of work. huh? trust me. Oh my
1: gosh.
0: <laughs> trust me. No, we I was, don't
1: need any more projects right now.
0: I was talking to Alden, but part of the thing is because it was so decayed and worn down. it was like, Alden was like, "Could we buy this, Dad?" I'm like, "Well." It's probably, even if we did buy it, it's probably going to cost million plus dollars oh just gosh. to, I mean, it's so much land and yeah. there's multiple barns that are like falling down. Like there's oh, so barns much stuff and going fences on. and... Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, there's fences. I mean, you know, hundreds and hundreds of yards of fences.
1: Like it's yeah. just nuts. But... There's this woman I follow on Instagram and she is restoring Henry Ford's home. Oh, cool. In Michigan. Wow, And it's like, I think it was like a, um, it was like his second property or something. And he ended up having people there to, uh, to, I guess for training and stuff like that. I mean, it was like, it, it has such a rich history and yeah. she bought this property Well, her and her husband, her and her husband and their family, they brought, bought this property and they're restoring the whole thing. That's and, cool. Oh, So that's what I think of. It's taken her. I mean, I think they bought this in like 2019 and they're still, the house is not even close to being done. I mean, it's just a huge project. project. Yeah.
0: But anyway, okay. So back to this estate sale. So we Mm -hmm. go in there and so much stuff and we're on day two of the estate sale.
1: Mm -hmm. You
0: know what I mean? So like everything's picked over. Right. Day two, it's 50% off. They're like, let's Let's get this stuff out out of here here Mm -hmm. because we don't want to carry it out and take it to dump. And still there's so much junk. And so I was walking through this house, it was just really, it was really interesting because I felt like I could see snapshots of this family's life mm-hmm. by their stuff and the pictures they had on their walls. And, and it was almost like I could see this photo book and see like all the different seasons of their life and see the vacations they took and the things that they were into and whatever, you know, just by seeing the possessions that they had scattered throughout the house. Yeah. And I don't know exactly what the thing is that I took from it, but I took something really significant and really just has deeply impacted me since I was there a few days ago. Right. Where I just feel like there was something very heavy and sad about it Mm. in this abundance of possessions that I guess let me say it like this. I think the thing that I'm thinking for me is I don't want to die and have people come into my house feeling the way that I felt in there. Yeah. I don't want, yeah, and I, I, I think part of the thing is that possessions have a season and in some things, you might have your entire life and use your entire life. But so many things, it's like you have a window of time where you're using them. Mm-hmm. And I just don't want to overextend that. I don't want to hang on to things longer than I need to. Mm. you know. I, and, yeah. and especially when joy can be extracted out of the giving away of a particular item. Mm-hmm. Like, I think there's something really powerful to that. And I want to be one of those people that does that. And it's like, all right, I used whatever this guitar for a certain amount of time. And then it's like, all right, that season's over and I don't need it anymore. Right. So can I give this to someone who will, it will really bless? Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. I mean, do you think part of it too is the fact that like they've lived this full life and now they've moved on to eternity? Like we, we didn't know them, so we don't know, you know, yeah. we don't know what their eternity looks like, but, uh, they couldn't take any of it. Yeah. Like it's all just still sitting there, and now it's sitting there for just people to pick at, and yeah, and I yeah, think I'll pay two dollars for this thing. I and think
0: that's the thing that felt so weird to me because I've been to estate sales before, like I, and so this this idea of someone dying and leaving a bunch of stuff behind it, it's never really, I've never thought much about it, but for some reason here it that was a, there was a really strong sense of that, of I'm accumulating all this stuff and i don't know it's it's like is it it's as if and again i don't know them it could be completely wrong but it's as if there was this motivation intention of how do i accumulate as much stuff as possible and uh and it's like for what yeah because our lives are so short
1: well and i think people only really think about this if there's a hoarding mentality where it's like, you don't need to be a hoarder, you know, where you watch those crazy shows where it's like, they have newspapers from the fifties and, you know, stuff like that. But I think it's really the same thing. Like, I think God probably looks at it the same way of like, where you're just trying to fill a void with stuff, right? Where it's like, you just have the stuff. And I think there's nothing wrong with having stuff, right? Like we have a lot of stuff i don't think that that's the problem but i think that there is uh but something to, to be, be said for looking at eternity like looking at our stuff as tools instead of
0: uh yeah and i think the that, thing that makes I think us the seasonality who we are. of it and the you know cuz this is something i never realized I used to buy things and I didn't think anything about the timeline of owning that particular item. Mm -hmm. Like that never crossed my mind. It's like, I just want to buy it. So I'm just going to buy it. That's it. I'm not thinking down the road with it. But now I'm a lot more thoughtful and intentional about how long am I actually going to use this? You know, so for example, like a boat, I'd love to buy, let me rephrase it. I'd love to have a boat, but the more I think about it and actually think about, all right, how often would I use a boat? It's like, I'm not going to use a boat that much. Once a year, maybe. I'd like, I'd love to do it, but it makes so much more sense for me to rent a boat or to go on a boat with someone else once or twice a year than to own a boat. Do you You have a boat?
1: We'd love to go on your boat.
0: If you have a boat, (laughs) want to go on your boat because we don't want to own a boat. Invite
1: us.
0: (laughs) Or we can rent one together. We can go go on a boating trip together. But, but anyway, in, in even the motorcycle. So I had a motorcycle a few years ago. We had Mm a 50 ended up getting a, what was it? 250 CC scooter that we had for a little bit. Uh, and we had a season of that where we used it, and we used it a lot, and I loved it. It was fun, it
1: was and then so fun. we kind
0: of transitioned out of the season to a different season. And there was a, a tendency. There was part of me that's like, Let's
1: I don't want to hang give up. On to it.
0: Yeah, I don't want to give up this motorcycle. This is blah blah blah. And like there's a sentimental piece, maybe, uh, and there's also a.
1: Well, it's like your freedom. Sometimes it's like yeah, that thing oh, yeah. you're like, oh, well, I'm of, giving up my freedom, so. There's all kinds of feelings, I think. Identity.
0: That come... I think a lot of people have identity yeah. in their possessions. Right. Um, because, yeah, I mean, motorcycling, like, so many other things, is one of those things where it's like, I'm a motorcycle rider. Like, I'm that type of person.
1: I think people do this, like, with their... I mean, I remember hearing about women doing this with their work wardrobe. It was like, I would wear mm. these things to work, and then they had a baby, and... They they they're staying at home with their baby, but they've still got all their work clothes. And then by the time they finally go back to work, everything nothing fits. Everything's outdated, you know. Yeah. But they because there was this identity wrapped up in well, I work. I work in a corporate job, and so I have to have these corporate clothes and look a certain yeah. way and whatever. But it's really just not actually who they are anymore.
0: Yeah. No, I know. And so, and so that motorcycle. I mean, that taught me a lot about kind of the whole. Maybe even stewardship of an actual object because I bought it mm. used from someone. Mm-hmm. He had it before me. I yeah. don't know if anybody had it before him, and so he enjoyed it. I bought it off him. I enjoyed it for what do we have it three or four years, mm-hmm. and then I sold to someone else. They're enjoying it, mm-hmm. and you know, and the scooters like that, and so many things are like that, right? And I don't know. I just think it's really important to understand the seasonality of objects and yeah. things. Because again, like like I just mentioned a minute ago, I think there's so much power, there's joy that can be extracted out of an object by giving it away so much more than just leaving it on the shelf or in the closet for 40 years after you're done using it Mm -hmm. so that somebody else has to clean it up or buy it for 50 cents and whatever the thing might be.
1: Right. Buy it for 50 cents. Like, how sad is that?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I know. And that was, I think that was part of it is that I, I don't know there were just a lot of things in this particular house that just left me feeling, I don't know, just sad. I just, I just don't want, I don't want it. That's why I don't, I don't want that way. The Mm -hmm. way that that was, I don't want anyone who's coming through our estate sale. I want them to feel different. And I don't know exactly what that means because we're going to (laughs) have stuff for them to get, but I think there's something in there, um, I don't know in our heart towards owner of the ownership of stuff, or, mm. or maybe it's just the fact that we are strategic about getting rid of a lot more before right. we reach that point.
1: And what I said in the previous recording—that wasn't a recording—was <laughs> <laughs> the idea of not spending as much on possessions and having money to actually give away or yep. buy possessions for other people, buy things that they would need, or want
0: yeah and again like i think it's important to re- reiterate we're not anti-possession like
1: no uh, if you could see what's actually on this shelf over here i don't know they can't even see it here scoot your head over well there's shelves over there if you can kind of see but if you could actually see what's
0: that there's a reason the that this side, camera is framed right here and that this you is would the way it see is. a
1: whole lot of junk so i mean yeah the point is we're not anti things
0: yeah and it's and the reason we're talking about this is because this is what I'm working through. This is what, right? you know, and we, uh, I, I want to say I've been on a minimalism journey for years, uh, just, you know, trying to, so, you know, good friend, Joshua Becker, he's been on the podcast a couple times. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I forgot exactly how he words his de- definition, but do you remember what is definition of minimalism? Cause it's, it's not this, you know, cause we've all seen this crazy minimalism of I only own 25 things yeah. in my entire life. You know, I have That's a nice. fork and knife and spoon all rolled up in one thing just because I only own 25 <laughs> things like that kind of crazy. Like we have no interest We're in not that, into but, that. Yeah. but the elimination of things that are taking up space and taking up bandwidth and, yeah. uh, forcing us or putting a wedge between us and the things that are most important to us like mm-hmm. our family and time together whatever and god those things like i want to get rid of i want to be strategic about eliminating them See, out of See
1: and what's interesting is like this is where you and i i think you and i have some differences because
0: We don't have any differences.
1: If, <laughs> if that were if it were up to me one of the things that for me takes up a lot of bandwidth is ha- is owning a home Great. Right? I we've talked about this a lot. I would be perfectly happy in an apartment because I don't if we had like We good neighbors. If we have bad neighbors.
0: Up- you would not I know, be. <laughs> I know, but I don't
1: like the upkeep. I'm like our refrigerator just broke a couple weeks ago and it's like, oh man, now we got to spend whatever a lot of money on a refrigerator that I could easily spend so much better. <laughs> uh, the other things that i enjoy who
0: wants to buy a new fridge who
1: wants to buy a new fridge or when, any when appliance your is just a few years old yeah so but like that but but for you you were like i if i can't improve my home and work in my garden and do these things like that is a real that is life-sucking it's an, for you
0: it's an outlet for me
1: it's an outlet for you Whereas, i spend so
0: much time behind this computer and so doing real work <laughs> Actually, But
1: for me, it's life-giving. like I would so much rather be out exploring and doing something instead of doing upkeep on the house. Yeah, but doing yard we have work. a new
0: house. Like we're in a house that's only seven no, years I'm old. No, I'm just and talking so about cleaning
1: out the garage. Oh. And I'm talking about those types of just regular everyday things where it's like, I just, yeah. we got to mow the grass again. <laughs> Which means I don't have you to help me parent because you are... Using your time to mow the grass. And so...
0: All right, y'all. House for sale, Franklin, Tennessee. Oh, my gosh. Linda wants to move back to an this apartment. This house so. will
1: sell so fast.
0: We bought this house, if anybody's curious, uh, what was it, one hour after it went live in 2019. So now this is normal. But back then, we, we were a little bit crazy.
1: Yeah, we were like sold... <sighs>
0: We we saw it. I saw it come on.
1: Like we came to look at the house, and the owner didn't even know we were coming. Like we, it was like we texted, well, we called the husband. The didn't husband tell so the wife fast that we were he coming. didn't have time to tell the wife. We show up, and she's like, "The sink is full of dishes. Like she's washing dishes, and she's like, 'Um, sure, okay, we can we can leave for a little bit. She was very accommodating, and I was like, "I'm so sorry."
0: We knew we knew it was our house, like, but it so. was our
1: house. Yeah.
0: Anyway, so we moved in, but. Anyway, so we're selling it now, apparently.
1: We're n- <laughs> it comes with a great garden with some fresh wood chips in the back.
0: <laughs> it does come with a great garden.
1: <laughs> no, and I'd be sad not to have a garden and some, some other things like that. But the upkeep of a home for me is one of those things that it's like, this is a possession that I just don't need. Yeah. and But I feel like you do. So this is where one of our differences in our minimalism journey
0: Yep, you're hyper minimalist. I would That's rather have.
1: No, a I want to do a tiny clothes. house. Let's get a tiny house. I would rather have clothes. No, I want space for my clothes. I don't want a tiny house on a big giant piece of land. I want space I for my clothes, <laughs> but I don't need any tools. I don't need any books.
0: That's because you have me to do everything. So of course you don't need the tools. I need the tools to do the things you want done.
1: <laughs> I love you so much. You're right. <laughs> yes
0: yes exactly you're welcome dear
1: i know but if we were not putting money into that ourselves could we hire someone to fix it or a lot of those things would be fixed for us because that's what landlords do some of them (laughs) so we'll we'll get a good one
0: okay all right well anyway so
1: uh
0: yeah, tying this thing up so in a bow. So,
1: how are we going to tie this up in a bow? Um, appreciate also, you
0: going on a journey uh, with yeah. us.
1: Also, we matched today.
0: Yeah, so and, if you're listening to this, you can't see. And
1: Bob does not love to match with me. So, so We're doing it.
0: <laughs> for anybody who knows the Enneagram stuff, I am a three with a four wing. Sometimes a strong four. I just
1: don't think men like to match their wives. All I right. think this well, is a... Well, as
0: a four... Like, I think, typical isn't that pretty typical that I don't want to be like everybody else and I don't want to be matching my wife wearing the same color shirt.
1: It's just the same color shirt. It's not even the same shirt. And there's nothing about us that really matches.
0: No, but you try to do this to me all the time.
1: That's because you hate it.
0: (laughs) Anyway, Linda's a seven, if you can't tell. (laughs) Uh,
1: And I want to match because I think it's fun.
0: So... Anyway. All right. Well, thank you for joining us on this journey of sentimental random possessions. I, yeah.
1: Who knows what this is? I don't what are we going to title this?
0: So, I guess tying all this back up <laughs> in a bow, if we can. If we can. <laughs> uh Yeah, I I think the most surprising thing I discovered in this in visiting this estate sale you know, I mean, cause there were some crazy things there that they had for sale that I could have bought, but Ooh. it was what I didn't buy. You know, mm-hmm. it was this walking away with, wow, you know, cause I, have been thinking about this ever since and it's just kind of, it's really affected me. And so, yeah, just something about, I just don't want to accumulate possessions just for the sake of a key. I just want mm. to be so intentional. I just want to be right. intentional, intentional, intentional about what we own, why we own it, how long we own it. hmm And what we're doing with it. Yeah. Because, you know, so many of us in the West, probably if you're listening to this podcast, like you're wealthy, you know? And even if you're not wealthy compared to your neighbors, like you're wealthy compared to the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. And because of that, there's so many non-essential things that we buy. And even if they are kind of essential for a season, there's just so many things that we buy that we don't, yeah, that we just aren't intentional about what we're doing with them and how long we're owning them. Mm -hmm. And, And I think that's the thing that I... I'm taking from those. I'm still processing it and trying to put words to it. So anyway, thank you again for joining us on this long winding road (laughs) as we talk about uh, (laughs) sentimentality and possessions Mm -hmm. and all this stuff. But um, all right, so what I want to do, because I want to start doing this more. I think we talked about this. We're going to read a review that one of you left. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you want to read it? Yes. from Simple Life Pastor's Wife, which that rhymes with well, anyway. not rhymes but <laughs> yeah. it's, the it's almost there it's um, almost like our book
1: yeah uh it says i'm so glad i found this podcast Woo-hoo. okay practical tangible tips from bob and linda i love their dynamic with each other and relatability i've left with wisdom and after every episode i've listened to so far yes i found this podcast from their book simple money rich life also well worth the read Ah, uh, thanks for such helpful content surrounding the management of our financial gifts. Yeah,
0: that's great. That's thank so you. Sweet. Simple life, pastor's wife, pastor's wife, and that. Um, like, we've got to figure out how to work this in. So, simple money, rich life, and simple life, pastor's wife.
1: <laughs> I know. <laughs> so say good. that five so times good. fast. I
0: know. Anyway, so thank you for leaving that review. We appreciate yeah. it. If you haven't left us the review, uh, we won't stop you you know we and, would love you to do you that know, yeah we yeah we're all for it it helps us out a lot so mm-hmm. um, reviews at apple or anywhere else you listen to um, podcasts we appreciate mm-hmm. it and share any episode you find with a friend send it over to somebody you think you'd use it and I think that's it hope you're doing great hope you have an awesome rest of your day <laughs> we'll see you soon bye Thanks for joining us on the Seedtime Money Podcast. And remember, money isn't the goal, but it's simply a tool to help you fulfill your purpose and your calling. And we'd love to help you achieve true financial freedom faster with our email newsletter. So if you want exclusive money tips and hope-filled encouragement in your inbox, head over to seedtime.com to get signed up.